Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Mandy, and I have a special announcement on this episode of the podcast. I would like to say that I am now a proud member, or the podcast is a proud member of the Podbelly Podcast Network. You can check them out at uh, podbelly.com on social media, Podbelly Network on um, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. They're not hard to find. You can just look for the logo of a cute little pig. And it's a, a new podcast network of sorts for podcasts to sort of get together. It's a directory where you can find podcasts on their site. Any kind of podcast that you're they're into. I wonder how many times I've said podcast in the last couple minutes. Um, they have true crime and comedy and conspiracy and motivational and basically everything in between. Star Wars is one of those podcasts too. So check them out on podbelly.com. And yeah, I'm a member of that, so you can find the podcast on there as well. So let's get to the episode this week. I'm doing something a little bit different, um, which is good. It's good to have different topics. And this one is about space and going to an observatory. Uh, Last weekend, I had the chance to go to our local observatory here that I wasn't even really aware of until you know, right around that time. I'd heard that they were building one and I guess I guess I kind of just never really thought about it again and then realized that it was actually built. So where I live in Thunder Bay, Ontario, there's a fort <laughs> from the fur trade area area because that's sort of how our city came to be. It's called Fort William. Now there's a, a historical park there, Fort William Historical Park, and it's got, you know, a park park from the 1800s, the whole fur trade era. Um, It was British run back then. So it's all, you know, British type and they have like events every year. There's battle and the British fight off the American (laughs) invaders and it's a whole experience you can go to. But they also built an observatory (laughs) on the grounds and it's called the David Thompson Astronomical Observatory, which apparently has one of one of the largest publicly available telescopes in central Canada. It's a 20-inch telescope to let you view the universe. Um, and it's named after David Thompson, who was actually uh, a surveyor and a cartographer in the fur trade area, in the fur trade era, um, and actually did a big map that they have at Fort William Historical Park in the Great Hall. So they decided to name it after him because he had surveyed a lot of a lot of Canada and you know made maps and everything on it so yeah so so we went on Saturday night they have tours from 10 and to 12 um you go there it's 10 bucks which is like pretty pretty cheap to get in there is about I'm gonna say like 17 17 or so 18 maybe people um and then they start the little tour so you walk down and you go to the observatory and they have it's one of those big white telescope you know rooms or whatever right like or buildings so it's like like you see the bigger ones maybe in California in the deserts and stuff or you know other places it's a big white building so the guy who's a astronomer there um his name was Chris and he kind of gave us the overview of the history of them building it of who David Thompson was and sort of went went through all that and then he opens up the observatory and I didn't realize that we were all going to be standing inside of it. So, I mean, that was kind of cool. You're outside, but you're kind of inside. So it's good to do in the summer. I mean, they're open, I guess, in the winter, but you don't really want to go in the winter as much, even though it's better to see stars in the winter than, than the summer because there's less clouds. But 
Anyways, so you go inside and he kind of, you know, gives you the, the spiel of what the whole thing does and how it works and everything. Opens up the big dome on the top and the dome turns around and then the telescope that fills up the majority of the middle of it turns around. And so it's dark in there except for like LED um, rope lighting along the floor which is cool and gives it this cool red hue so i have a picture of that which i'll put for the show art for the show and yeah so then then you start stargazing <laughs> so the first one we looked at was jupiter and actually before we went in he pointed it out in the sky because it was really bright and just looks like a big bright star so he's like okay well you know we'll take a look at jupiter so he punches in the coordinates and you see the big telescope swing around and you know, you got to watch out for the weights on the end so you don't get clocked in the head with it. And then he pulls up Jupiter and everyone gets to go and up to the eyepiece and take a look. And, you know, it's it's really cool that you have this and, you know, the, abil the ability to look at this. And there's people that may not have telescopes. I mean, you could buy them, you know, online for 600 bucks or whatever it is. But it was nice to have it and have them punch in the corners and sort of explain everything that we're looking at. So I looked at Jupiter. Unfortunately, we couldn't see the red dot, um, I guess, just because there was like some cloud and haze cover. It wasn't like a perfectly clear night, but it still looked pretty cool. And you could see like, you know, the little bit of the moons and stuff around it. So that was, you know, that was fun. It was a really great introduction. It wasn't really too packed with people either. So, you know, it wasn't taking too long for everyone to get up and take a look in the view piece. And there were some young kids there and some older people. So it was kind of a nice mix of people. It was cool to see. And then after Jupiter, we looked at Saturn, which is a little bit harder to see. And I have like, the muscles don't line up properly in my eyes. And I do have like a spot burn on one of my retinas from staring at the eclipse when I was a child. So yes, it's true. If you stare at the eclipse, it will burn a hole in your retina. And so sometimes it's a bit hard for me to focus through like eyepieces where you kind of have to look with one, one eye kind of deal. So some things are a bit harder for me to see, but it's still really cool experience. Then we looked at Saturn and then he kind of was just like, I don't know, I guess talking more about that and different universes. And he was talking about the, the Voyager 2 probes that they were sending out and them talking, um, taking pictures, not talking, they don't talk to planets, <laughs> but them taking pictures of the other planets. And, you know, someone brought up the whole Pluto debate and how, how do we decide that Pluto is a planet and how do we decide that Pluto is not a planet? And the status of it and they're saying like I guess due to its mass um, but out of the the old meme where it's like Pluto saying you know your mom thought I was big enough because it's true like why can we you know how could we say it's not a planet anymore like just leave it I <laughs> think just leave it as a planet so then we looked at some star formations we looked at I think it was the Hercules globulus I think that's what he called it and I kept saying globulus and it was weird to hear but it's basically a big grouping of stars, um, ones that either had died already or were in the process of dying and just sort of all clumped together. So that was really, really pretty to see. Um, it looked like, you know, just a sprinkling of salt or spice <laughs> in the sky, just a little grouping of stars. So I really liked that one. And then we looked at a couple nebulas. Um, there was one that was pretty similar to the God's Eye Nebula. I can't remember what it was. It was something else. And it kind of looked like it where it looked like a bit of an eye. And you could you could just sort of make out, I guess, maybe the blue the blue hue of it um, a little bit in there. Even though, to me, it mainly looked, just looked gray. <laughs> a lot of things seemed to look gray. And then I started wondering, like, am I colorblind? Why, is, why are things coming out gray? And then 
after that we looked at um there's a few more ones like that where it was like a couple different star formations um in between everyone taking a chance to look at it you know he did go through and explain them a little bit more um and just kind of point out where some other constellations were in the sky and he talked about cassiopeia which is one of my favorite constellations and i actually have a tattoo of a leaf with the northern lights and then the cassiopeia constellation in it so it was really cool to hear him actually mention it and then you know he was just kind of pointing stuff out as we were waiting for every time the telescope had to rotate or for everyone to kind of take their turn looking through it and then sometimes the dome had to move so it was a little bit of a slower process but i mean you know he was giving like a whole experience he was talking about everything the whole time so it wasn't just a lot of waiting around to look through an eyepiece and then we looked at a couple other nebulas um there was another one i can't remember what it was either see i wish i would have written them down but (laughs) there was one where it was like sort of like a winking type star so if you looked at it straight on you'd see the neutron star in the middle and there was like sort of like a hue around it but then if you looked just off to the side the star in the middle would disappear and you would just see the hue around the outside so that was pretty cool to see too and just see the the difference of how some of them looked where if you looked at them straight on they looked one way and you looked to the side a little bit and use your peripheral vision a bit more they would change um so that was really cool to see too and they talked about how there's like the satellites in the space that do um photography of like the other planets and that and you can actually download them like Jupiter, you can download pictures from there and you can even like download the raw pictures and process them and he had did that once and processed it and i guess like i don't know if you ran it through filters or what um but they ended up putting it back up on their website so that's pretty cool um there was also software that he told us about that you could download for free and it'll like map the whole sky out for you so at any time you could see like what you could see with your naked eye i guess in your hemisphere or your time zone or even down to the like your city so what's up in your night sky right that day and what will be coming through so if there's like you know certain constellations that are only visible at certain times of the year because i guess some of them you can only see in the winter then it'll tell you when they're going to be in your area make it a bit easier for you to go and see them um as well as on like meteor showers and stuff come through so that was really cool and i was actually kind of thinking about maybe downloading that and just kind of you know keeping track of when when things are coming by to take (laughs) to take a look at so we sat there, um, you know, it was about two hours, just about midnight, and he went through and went through all the different things we got to look at. And then because we were sort of waiting for the moon to come above the trees, because where it is, there was a lot of trees. So finally, when the moon got above the trees high enough, we used um, a smaller telescope that he just had outside, not like one of those big programmable, you know, commercial ones, <laughs> this was just a regular one that you could buy to take a pretty good look at the moon and you could actually see like the craters and stuff on it so that was really cool as well you know getting to see it in the sky um and then the other cool thing was kind of as we were leaving i was trying to remember where he'd said cassiopeia was and then i saw it and i pointed out i'm like oh is that you know cassiopeia in the sky there and he's like yep i'm like oh i have a tattoo of it so that was kind of cool to actually see it because i don't think i'd actually maybe knew where it was offhand you know at all times like I've seen it before a handful of times but this is actually cool to see you know point it out and be like yeah that's actually that's actually it so it was a pretty fun adventure um I'm kind of thinking about maybe trying to see if he wants to come on on my podcast sometime um do an interview you know maybe talk about space type stuff he did get into 
like the talks of different universes and how big the universe is and how we don't really know like what's outside the universe and that's one of those things that kind of like breaks my brain when I try and think about it because there's always something bigger right there's like you and your house and your town you know in your province in your country and you know the hemisphere the continent like the continent the hemisphere and then earth and there's earth in our solar system and then the galaxy and you know it gets out bigger from that but then it gets to the point where like then there's just the universe and what does it go like literally on infinitely forever we don't know I don't think anyone would ever know or does it come to an end and then he was saying like it may get to the point where it comes to an end and then it could just be mirrored so when it gets to the end of you know what we consider the known universe maybe it's a complete copy mirrored on the other end of it um the other thing was that they had talked about um like a copy i guess solar system or whatever you want to see on, on the other side of the sun so maybe on the other side of the sun there's a copy of like earth and all the other planets as well but because everything's constantly rotating we would never know it was there because we'll always be on one side and all the other planets will always be on the other side. So you'd need to send up some kind of satellite or something that was out of orbit and didn't actually rotate with everything else, sort of stayed stationary in space. So then all the other planets would rotate around and you could see, I guess, what was on the other side of the sun. So there's that. Um, and then it was brought up about the the double slit experiment, you know, where particles are either waves or not, depending on if you're looking at them and if you're observing them and maybe that's how the universe is maybe it's you know only one way because we're looking at it and then it changes if we're not looking at it I don't know sometimes that stuff gets a little bit crazy and hurts my brain <laughs> so that's uh that's that that was I don't know I had a really good time I thought it was super fun it was a really nice night for it it wasn't too cold it was just you know um, a mid-August day so it was like just cool enough and it was mostly clear it was a little bit of haze a little bit of clouds but nothing you know nothing that hindered us looking at at the stars too much so that was my fun little adventure and I kind of wanted to just do a quick pod to talk about it because you know that's that was fun <laughs> that I had so hopefully I can maybe try and follow up with him and see if I can get him on a podcast do an interview I don't know you know, if that's something that he'd be into, he's a part-time astronomer, so hopefully I can, you know, track him down and find a way to, you know, because I thought, I think that'd be kind of cool and ask him, like, you know, if there's any, if he's seen any weird things out in space, because I just always assume that, you know, people would see weird stuff. I mean, that's why I'd have a telescope and I'd probably be kind of freaked out if I saw something weird. And one of those things where, like, if you saw it, do you tell someone? Do you, like, do you think they'd even believe you if you told someone if you saw, like, spacecraft or something unexplained out there or do you just keep it to yourself (laughs) so anyways this is just a a short update one I've had a lot sort of going on trying to keep on schedule so I wanted to talk about my observatory trip and I want to mention again that um, the podcast is a member of the Podbelly network so you can head over to podbelly.com check out all the other podcasts on there as well and maybe you'll find some other cool ones to listen to that you hadn't heard before and hopefully you know you enjoyed this one and yeah and as always you can head over to my website littlegeekloss.com i'm working on my shop so that's going to be at shop.littlegeekloss.com and there is podcast t-shirt on there as well as all my other slasher ones and little geek lost t-shirts be sure to check out my little geek lost charity tee 
where all the proceeds that from the sales of that shirt go to suicide uh, awareness and prevention charities and you know it's it's a good cause something i wanted to do because the artist of my um my logie gloss promo check that i originally made had recently passed away so i wanted to do something to sort of honor him so all the proceeds from that specific charity shirt go to suicide awareness suicide awareness and prevention charities so shop.logiegloss.com check all that out as well um Logie gloss again has my blog and costumes and other kind of fun stuff that i'm doing so you can you know find me in there as well as on social media uh cherry cyanide with two ends and hopefully um if you have any other thoughts for the show or anything my dms are always open